This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Nate Lundy. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. You can listen to this multiple times a week because we bring you the best in baseball and hockey action. Of course, today we are going to hockey with major games in the Stanley Cup playoffs this week. And joining us as he does for those matchups is our own Nate Lundy. How's it going, Nate? I'm doing pretty good, Sean, although, you know, from a from a DFS and a betting standpoint, I would have been a little happier if the Islanders had figured out, I don't know, maybe a way to score a goal there in the last game. Holy cow, did they get smoked last night? Eight to nothing. Yeah, that was uh, unanticipated. And, and we'll definitely get into that matchup because there is a they're, they're upset. Obviously, the team is not happy about coughing up eight goals. We'll find out what that does to change any of the way it plays out but we'll look towards tonight's game this is the semis between the canadians the golden knights it has gone uh, back and forth basically these teams have uh, been pretty much even the knights won the, the first one then the canadians beat them in vegas and then the canadians took a 2-1 lead and then the knights punched back beat them in montreal but there is one thing that's worth noting it's three of the last four games including the last three one goal affairs. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you make a really good point. It plays into the betting, obviously, because if you you know look at the spreads for tonight, you can take Montreal plus one and a half, but it's been juiced all the way up uh, to a right around a minus 150, depending upon the book that you look at. Um, so, yeah, there's obviously an expectation for this to be a really close game. If you, for some reason, think Vegas uh, can win it by multiple goals, uh, which could be, you know, a, a late game type of thing. As we know, the empty net starts to play into the way these these puck lines work. Uh, you know, they've got Vegas all the way up at a plus uh, one twenty five number uh, to be able to win it by by more than uh, by two goals or more. So you're right there. There's an expectation that this is going to be a one goal affair. But, you know, for the game tonight, Sean, the, the thing that I'm looking at from uh, a betting standpoint, we'll talk about some players here in a second. Um, you know, clearly. Uh, the odds makers believe that Vegas is going to defend home ice here. They are juiced way, way, way up uh, on the money line at a minus 245. So obviously a huge favorite there at home in front of that raucous crowd that they'll have at T-Mobile. But the over-under is set at five, right at five with no hook involved. And, you know, although the last game was a final of two to one uh, that Vegas won, the previous three games, four to one, three to two and three to two. So, you know, obviously that five number is big. And the fact that there's no hook involved, that's the first bet that I jumped on earlier today was to take the over on five goals, because I think it's more likely to go to a tipping point above than it is below. Yeah, I'm I'm with you because I think you see that number and, and you realize that things are going to be a little bit different, too. We don't necessarily know uh, how the goaltending situation is going to work. Presumably, Marc-Andre Fleury is going to be at, back in net, but Robin Leonard did a terrific job uh, getting them in a position to win that game four, getting them all tied up in an in a important overtime game. So uh, how do you think this back and forth goaltender situation impacts the way that, that you would be looking at it? Yeah, it, it really is kind of an odd. I mean, I understand the idea of trying to put Robin Leonard out there. Um, you know, I mean, he is seven years younger than Marc-Andre Fleury. I think maybe there was some concern on Vegas's part that maybe Fleury was, um, you know, a little uh, a little tired, which I can understand. I mean, he's played more minutes in goal than anybody uh, so far. 
in this playoffs. Um, so, you know, he he certainly has been out there. I mean, I know his minutes total is well over 900 so far um, in the games that he's played. There's been some overtimes mixed in there as well, as you referenced. Um, so I think it was good that maybe they gave him a little bit of a break. I'm just sort of surprised. You know, it, it makes me wonder what's going on behind the scenes. Was there a conversation that took place uh, about whether or not uh, he wanted the break. Did Peter DeBoer, uh, you know, actually ask him, you know, do you, do you want a break? Do you want, do you want, uh, you know, do we need to get you some fresh legs in that crease by the time we come back home? Um, Leonard did a good job. I will say though, that I think Montreal missed out on some chances in that most recent game at two to one. Um, Montreal um, had a lot of what we categorize as high danger chances. So not just chances to score, but high danger ones where maybe they caught the the Knights off guard. Um, and I, I think that Montreal is going to wish that they could have some of those back from that game four, because obviously that's a lot more difficult to do on the road. Yeah, it was 15 games over 34 days before they went to Leonard that, that Fleury had played. And now presumably he is back in. And, and I think you're right. Montreal missed some chances. I think Montreal has, finds themselves in a position that they could steal. it. I, I actually, again, I like the Canadians with that massive favorite to Vegas to me it feels like too much yeah I, I agree Sean and I've seen a number of people that have said you know from again going to a betting standpoint here for just a second and that is that there is such um, a high um, uh, favorite for Vegas the fact that you can get Montreal at a plus 205 plus 10 I've seen some folks that have said hey you know, because those odds are are so high and your payoff is so high that it could be worth, you know, a half a unit bet, something like that. Um, and and take advantage of the fact that that number is so high, because I do think that Montreal continues to be underestimated. This is the team we've talked about it before here on Sticks and Stacks, Sean, that this is a team that was down three to one to Toronto um, and then rattled off three in a row, then rattled off four in a row to knock Winnipeg out in four straight games. Uh, this team has been a bit underestimated. I think Carey Price has been spectacular between the pipes. So yes, I, I agree with you. I think there could be some value there. It could be worth making a bet there on Montreal to see if you can take advantage of such a, a, a such a great payday. Yeah, because remember everybody that the, the Stanley Cup playoffs different different entire animals. So don't worry about. But in the regular season, Montreal was the the worst of the sixteen teams that qualified. That doesn't matter. This is a different season. Players will tell you the same thing. So you, you throw those records out the window. They don't matter anymore. The only thing that matters is the playoff records. Since the last two games, Nate, have gone to overtime with each team winning once. You in one of our uh, recent ones actually talked about the idea of going with the sixty minute line. Is that something you'd consider after this one tonight? I think that's this one might be a little bit tough for me to be able to do the 60. But I I think if you are someone who is convinced that Vegas is going to win and to a certain extent win um, going away, you know, and and by that, I mean, winning within regulation, then, yes, I think it's absolutely something to look at. I'm not convinced that this isn't um, just as tight of a game as we have seen. If you want to go with the 60 minute line, you can take Vegas at a minus 132. Or if you really want the upset with Montreal on the 60 minute line, they're at a plus 320. Talk about a huge payday. Um, wow. And and if you believe they're going to go to overtime, right? Uh, you you can find yourself at a plus 325. And again, that bet, um, you know, and, and that number is courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, that bet, Sean, it doesn't matter who wins in overtime. All you're betting on is that they're going to go to the extra frame and so obviously a big time payday at a plus 325 and it would have hit the last yep. two games pretty pretty remarkable so we'll find out what goes on with this one tonight a lot of different options for the way you want to slice and dice it of course there is a closeout game 
potentially happening here on uh, tomorrow when we look at the Islanders and the Lightning. We will do that in just a moment right here on Sticks and Stacks. Welcome back to Sticks and Stacks. It is your podcast for baseball and hockey action. Today we're looking at hockey. My name is Sean Drotar. You can follow me on Twitter at S-D-R-O-T-A-R. And you can follow our hockey expert, Nate Lundy, at Nate Lundy. That's L-U-N-D-Y. Nate, we move over to the other semi, Tampa and New York. This was a a tight, hard-fought series until all of a sudden in Game 5, the Lightning just went bonkers an 8-0 win ordinarily i'd say i wonder if something has turned but then again we watched vegas lose a game just like that to the colorado avalanche they came back down 2-0 and knocked the avalanche out in four straight you know sean i almost wonder from a from a mental standpoint and you and i have talked about this uh you know on radio shows before or even just you know shooting the breeze over beers talking about sports sometimes i wonder if Yes, the Islanders absolutely got their doors blown off. But don't you mentally get to the point in that game where you're going, okay, it's just not our night. Uh, Let's shake it off. Let's, you know, shake the Etch-A-Sketch and come back at it in game six where the Islanders know they will be at home. Part of me wonders if just the fact that it was such an incredible blowout, if that might actually make it easier for the Islanders to shake what happened to them um, last night in game five and wind up making it a little bit easier to rebound for game six. I have been saying from the very beginning, I even made a couple of bets on it, that I think this Isles Lightning series is going seven games, and I stand by that. I think the Islanders will defend home ice at Nassau Coliseum, um, and I think they will force a deciding game seven back down in Tampa. I just think that, yes, uh, that game, the 8 nothing, was extremely lopsided. Um, Tampa jumped out early, 3 nothing at the end of the first. They got three more goals in the second. I mean, they were just piling it on at that point. Um, but I think this is one where you look for Simeon Varlamov to shake, uh, to shake loose, whatever was happening. Tampa was on fire, uh, in that one, um, and wind up coming out and being okay. So I think this is one that they can shake in part because it was such a butt whooping. Yeah. I think there is something to that because it's so one-sided. It's almost a bigger risk for the team that won it to get overly confident because you probably really were eight goals better. I think you're exactly right. At a certain stage, you're like, look, this is going to happen. It's not our night. Let's just try to get out of here healthy and come back at it the next game. The the risk is if you're the team that won in the blowout of buying into it a little bit and thinking, ah, we got these guys because we've seen it over and over again. I, I really think that in these cases, when three of the five games have been one goal affairs, that it is probably better to be the team that lost it, knowing that you're going to be angry, you're going to be frustrated, you've mentally crumpled up that score sheet and thrown it out the window, whereas the other team, there might be some guys going, yep, see, we got it, these guys, now we're on cruise control. Uh, I think to a certain extent, we might have seen that with the Colorado Avalanche, seem to cost them the series. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think you're exactly right. You don't want to get that overconfidence built up. And and I think Tampa, you know, being the defending cup champions, I think they are smart enough to not let that uh, happen Yeah, I I think that's probably the case. You know, you look at this game last night and yes, you know, because of the cross check, he, you know, he he took a game misconduct penalty and and was out. But, you know, when I go back and look at, you know, the recap, when I go back and look at the box score after having watched the game last night, you see a guy like Matthew Barzal who had zero, Sean, zero shots on goal. Um, uh, Brock Nelson, same way, zero shots on goal in 16 minutes of ice time. That's very uncharacteristic for the Islanders. Um, you know, I think a goaltender can have a bad game. And obviously, Semyon Barlamov gave up those three 
three goals early and then was pulled. Um, and then Sorokin promptly gave up five of his own. Um, but, you know, I think sometimes a goaltender can have a bad game. That I can live with. But, you know, very surprising to me to see those two guys, Barzal and, and Nelson, with zero shots on goal. Kyle Palmieri had no shots on goal in nearly 16 minutes on the ice. Those are guys that normally are going to try to pepper Vasilevsky. So, again, I think they shake it loose. And I think the Islanders do win it um, in game six. Uh, I would be more than happy to take them on the money line uh, in that one, which you can find right now at a plus 130. They are the underdog at home. Uh, A lot of folks expecting Tampa to be able to close it out. But I think this thing goes to a game seven. And in my opinion, there's nothing better than a game seven in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Well, that is true. And that one becomes really, really interesting. We'll see if we get a chance to talk about one of them. Let's take a look back really quick. We have tonight's matchup. We have the Knights uh, at home. And it was what's going to be an absolute madhouse in Vegas against Montreal in a game five that uh, most of the time it was proved pretty decisive. So what do you have for tonight? What do you like to do? Yeah, for tonight, I'm really looking more at the total than anything else. As you and I talked about, I'm kind of curious to maybe drop a half a unit of a bet um, on the Canadians because they are such heavy underdogs at a plus 210 as of tape time. Um, But I'm really looking at the total, which right now does not involve that hook. Right now it sits at five goals. So if you're somebody that likes to be able to bet on that total with an even number because you do obviously wind up with the opportunity to have a push, uh, then you can go with that and it's a minus 134 at the juice. You could also go over five and a half if you think they're going to hit that magic six number um, and that'll get you to a plus 128. I'm probably one with this one um, that I'm thinking this winds up being say three to two. Uh, so I'm probably going to take the over five and then I'm just going to roll the dice that 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 uh, not having that hook pays off. The other thing that I would keep an eye on, you know, we, we a lot of times, Sean, we talk about our DFS or we talk about our player props. Um, there's a guy that I think is going to wind up having a nice opportunity, and that's Nick Suzuki. He has really had a good postseason. He was second or excuse me, third on the team in points in the regular season, but he's second on the team in points here in the postseason with 10. He's got four goals, six assists. Um, and I think, frankly, that number would be even higher for him. But obviously, Montreal had that sweep in the second round. Um, so he just didn't you know, he hasn't played as much as everybody else has. Um, I think he'd have actually a lot higher uh, point total. But I think Suzuki is a guy to keep an eye on. You can get him in a minus 134 to have an anytime point. Again, not a not a goal, not an assist, just need a point out of him. I think he's a guy to keep an eye on. And we do try to scroll down, you know, as we're looking through our DFS lineups, we try to find the guys that are a little deeper um, on the list a Brendan Gallagher type of guy, somebody that's going to try to sneak in there and get you some points. But Suzuki's my guy uh, for Montreal for this game. And obviously Vegas, you know, you're leaning on that that really top heavy line of theirs, Carlson, Petrangelo, uh, Patchy Reddy, Marcia So, Tuck, all those guys playing really well for Vegas right now. So if you're trying to fill out that lineup, make sure you grab some of those guys and then dip down to a guy like Alec Martinez, uh, Nick Holden, a guy that can help you out. So going to Wednesday's matchup, the uh, game six, the Lightning at the Islanders, Lightning with an opportunity to close it out. But uh, you like the idea with the, the Islanders to win it. And also, I presume you talked about some of their top uh, point getters that, that came up with zeros. Presumably, they also might be good DFS options. Yeah, I think they could be good DFS options, Sean. So like I said, I like the Islanders on the money line right now. As of tape time, you can get them at a plus 130, which to me is a really solid number for a home team playing a game six. You know, they're going to the fans are going to be into it there at Nassau. So I think that's a really good one. And then I think really when it comes to the the player props for tomorrow night and they have not been populated as of when we're tape, uh, at tape time. But one of the things I'm going to be looking at with those player props, Sean, is those Islander players and their shots on goal. Um, 
Um, that is one of the things that you can bet on at a number of the books that are out there. I'm going to be looking for shots on goal because I think the Islanders are going to be looking to try to make up for what happened in that game uh, that they got blown out. I think they're going to be trying to fire more shots at Vasilevsky, try to push some past them. They only finished the game on Monday night with 21 shots and Tampa had them doubled up with 42. So I expect that pendulum to swing back. So when those props populate, probably late Tuesday night or early Wednesday morning, I'm going to be looking for those in addition to some scoring because I'm going to expect New York to come out and be firing and firing and firing, especially in the first period. There are a lot of options in these next couple games. Obviously, it, it gets very exciting this late in the season. And the, even though there's only two games, there are plenty of opportunities for you to be able to take advantage of it. Make sure you follow Nate on Twitter at Nate Monday. You can follow me if you'd like it, S-D-R-O-T-A-R. And we'll catch you later this week right here on Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. Sawdust Podcast Network.